what is up everybody welcome back to another episode of the spectators we are here with some nba playoffs we got some college stuff going on as well and a fight that we were expecting and excited for that i am no longer excited for and never wanting to see again my name is julian i'm here at brooklyn What's going on, brother? Yo, 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 what's going on is you're back in town. Yes, sir. You went MIA for a little bit, but not too MIA. But, but let him put the logistics. Not to the MIA either. But yeah, man, good to have you back. Hope you had a nice trip. And I'm ready to get into it. The playoffs have been wild. Yes, sir. We we had a bunch of matchups. So far, all of them have been chalk. So we have had all the higher seeds win so far. But we had, we had one good series. We had one go seven. It didn't look like it was going to go 7 at first. Uh, Dallas took an early 2-0 lead. Clippers came back. We did not have a home team win a game until Game 7. Spoiler alert. And, you know, we're excited to talk about it. We'll get into the other matchups that are coming up later this week and early into next week as well. Clippers maps. Game 7. Yeah, man, like you said, the home team lost every single game this series up until Game 7. And I kind of expected Game 7 to go a little bit differently because I just I didn't think it was going to stay the course and continue the pattern going along that track. I wanted the Mavericks to win just to have that little spiciness to the playoffs where you got really a lot of new faces. And whether they're not new faces to the playoffs, but teams that also haven't won in a while. And don't get me wrong, Clippers obviously are in that list of teams who have never won. But it was a good game, man, at first. And then we got uh, a few minutes before the first half ended, and the Clippers just went on a run. Yeah. And And it was over. Once that run happened, the Mavericks couldn't figure out any way to pick up steam and kind of make up for where they Yeah, I want to say it was like a 23-7 to run with like three and a half minutes left. Don't quote me on that, but it was around that. It was ballpark. Yeah, and... And for the game, when you get six points out of your bench, uh, that's not a recipe for success. It's no. a really, really good defensive team and a really deep and talented team like the Clippers, uh, especially when their stars are playing well. And, I mean, Paul George didn't shoot well in this game. I think he shot, like, 5 for 14. Uh, but five, 5 for 15. He shot 5 for 15, but he hit all of his foul shots towards the end of the game. Uh, Kawhi did his thing. You finally got something out of Markeith Morris, who uh, – You've been hoping to get something out of it. Yeah. He's kind of been out of it for a lot of this series. And you expected the Clippers to come in and dominate this series. Luka just had very different plans. And we kind of been talking about this for a while, and I think the media has too. But Luka Doncic, after this season, after this series, is a bona fide superstar in this league. He's an animal. He's an animal. And I say this all the time when it's a driving point of Luka. When you're bred to just play basketball and you're a professional since you straight up came out of the womb, when you're put on a team, it's a recipe for success. And Luka's built for it, bro. He's built for any big moment. He doesn't shy away from it. Put your best player on him. He wants it. Give it to him. And look at this. Game 7, 46 points. It's not his fault that the next highest is 18 points. Yeah. Like you, you can't make anything happen. And especially when that's Finney Smith giving you the 18. Yeah, it's not even a guy that would realistically be starting on this team had they been healthy and had they had a roster that was like worth putting around. Yeah. 
So, sad. you know, it, it, it's sad, but he played really well. And again, we've seen him just absolutely blossom into a superstar. He's a bona fide top 10 player in this league. Yeah. Maybe top five. He, he's just he's just something else. And cool to see Luka do his thing. Cool to see him break out. Because you're also seeing the other breakout star involved that'll forever be linked to Luka Doncic, which is pretty cool. It really Absolutely. reminds me of a Javis Marcus Mariota thing where mm-hmm. they were linked for so long and they had like kind of similar careers, honestly. Um, you get Trey Young over in Atlanta and he's had a good career to this point. He, he's become a guy who draws fouls, shoots great percentages, uh, facilitates for his team for a young, exciting team. And now he's in the playoffs for the first time. Wins his first series pretty dominantly, embraces the New York hating him culture. He's which, embracing the villain. Which I love it. Not that many people can do it. Clearly, Paul George it. can't do it. Nope. And he's a bona fide superstar, probably a Hall of Famer. Like, there's so many guys that can't embrace that role. Mm-mm. And Trey Young, as a third year guy, is fully embracing it. Whereas Luca is almost the opposite. Luca's like the hero for everybody, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool to see that like Absolutely. duality between the two. Also, um, they go in. They beat the Knicks pretty handily. Now they get to play the Knicks division rival in Philly, the one seed in the East. And they go in game one with a Joel Embiid, by the way, who I didn't think was going to play. I don't know why Joel Embiid is playing. He's a torn meniscus, but he's playing. I don't know what's happening. And he went off. He had 39. He went off. But this is a really fun Hawks team that has a lot of talent. And since they made the coaching change, I think this is really, really important. Since they made the coaching change, they have been the best team in the NBA. Yeah, they, it needed to happen. No, it just needed to happen. They've shot a better percent from three. They're distributing the ball more. They're playing at a faster pace. And outside of Clint Capella, they're actually playing some team defense, which they were not doing for the first 30, 40 games of this year. Yeah, this team got a lot of talent. Like, yeah, they're young. But what they had before in the coaching staff, it just wasn't it. No. It wasn't it. And now you're seeing they, they took that turn, and they're rolling with it. Yeah. They're absolutely rolling with it. I, I like this team. I do too, and I, I really do. I, I told some people like after that Knicks series, I, I kind of told some people, I'm like, listen, if if Philly doesn't have Joel Embiid, you better watch out because this team yeah. is gonna make a run. They really remind me of the Heat from last year, except the defensive part. Like they're not quite as defensive oriented, but they just have a lot of guys that love playing with each other. So. Atlanta's up 1-0. That's going to be a long series, though. Don't expect that to go ahead no. quick. Philly is really, really good this year. And I don't think Doc Rivers is going to do what he did last year and lay an egg. What's you, who's to say? Who's to say? Who is to say? But it is going to be a fun series. Yeah, and then uh, which of these West series are you looking forward to the most? Because um, they're both really good. I want to say Phoenix-Denver. Phoenix-Denver? I want to say Phoenix-Denver because I just really want to continue to see what this Suns team can do. Yeah. Now, they went up against a hobble, just didn't show up Lakers. Tough. Yeah. But you're also going up against a point-guardless Nuggets where you got a... Capaza, Capaza, yeah, who's been fantastic. He's, he's been dope. He's been great all year. He's been balling, but I want to see also how uh, DeAndre Ayton is going to be able to match up against Jokic. Yeah, that's, that's going to be a big thing. That's going to be a big thing because you know 
That Jokic is a pretty good defensive player. Nothing like too crazy. But how is DeAndre Ayton going to make... Because what's going to come down to it in this series is how is Phoenix going to make them uncomfortable and make other guys outside of Jokic make plays and facilitate. Yeah. Because if they don't have Jamal Murray, it's going to go fully through Jokic unless Aaron Gordon is only on, the only guy on the court, and then that's like little minutes at a time, which he's mm-hmm. been fantastic too, by the way. Uh, I didn't expect that trade to work out quite well. I didn't either. Did. He has been fantastic for that. It's crazy what a change of scenery could do. Seriously, and, and a winning culture too. I, I really like Denver in this series. I think they have too much depth, even without Jamal Murray. And it's going to be a real test for not Devin Booker. You know he's going to show up. I think you're right 100% on DeAndre Ayton. And then the main guy I'm looking at in this series is Bridges over in Phoenix. Okay. If Bridges is able to shoot like he has all year, I think he shot 40-plus percent for this year from three. If he's able to find his spots and get open, mm-hmm. it's going to be a really, really big swing in the Phoenix Suns' favor. But I don't think that's actually going to happen. I, I really like Denver. This Denver team is really, really good. They me. are. They, they are in every sense of it. They got a dope team. But, like I said, it's it's going to be dope to see if the Suns are for real. Yeah. That, that's this is the first real test. You, exactly. And the, the cool thing is Denver got a test. Like, their series against Portland, it ended 4-2. That was a slugfest. Yeah, that double overtime game. Yeah, and Dame gave them everything that they could handle. And to me, if they could handle Dame doing what he did against them, I I just don't I don't see Devin Booker doing what Dame did. Well, the thing is with Dame, he wasn't getting help from everybody else. No, they were shooting pretty poorly. That, and that was the big issue. Now, Phoenix, they've shown you're going to get a little bit of help. Yeah. You're going to get a little bit of help when you need it. So... It's going to be tough. I do see Denver being able to pull it out, but I really, really, really want to see Phoenix just go crazy. So I know you've been on the Phoenix way. I, I, I am. I'm, I'm big on the Suns. I, they're a good team. They're fun. They're, they're explosive. They're young besides, obviously, the veterans. But it's a dope team, and they play some really dope basketball, and I like it. It's just the Chris Paul effect to a team. It is. Love to see it. You uh, absolutely love to see it. The team I'm the most excited to see, and I kind of want this to work out this way. I really want to see the Jazz kind of just take the, the whole thing this year. Really? And the reason is, the whole pandemic, when you trace it back, kind of started with the Jazz. Yeah, it, it did. Like, and, I, and I don't just mean like in the NBA, but almost globally, where obviously it was a thing before, and we were starting to get to that point. But once that whole Gobert situation happened, and he touched all the mics, and then he tested positive, yeah. and then we're like, wait a second. Yeah, you look at it as at like an entertainment aspect. It was the biggest concerts and amusement. It was the biggest and- moment in entertainment for the pandemic, yeah. just because when you when you saw a guy in the NBA get it, and like almost actively spread it. Yeah. And then the NBA shut down one of the biggest platforms in the world in terms of exactly. sports and making money. That was a really big moment. They kind of, like they didn't start the pandemic. It certainly wasn't that, but and it certainly felt like the first big moment. Yeah, and, and even if it wasn't Gobert, somebody else in the NBA. It would have happened to somebody. That, that's why I wasn't. Everybody was trying to rip off Rudy's head, and I mean, yeah, what, what he was doing. Unlucky. Bit. Yeah, dumb. Of, of course. Yeah, it just because people weren't taking it serious. Yeah. So of course you're the scapegoat now. 
So it's unfortunate. But, yeah, the, I know for a lot of people, including me, once I started seeing that, that's when I started going wild with it. But, yes, being able to see them go all the way and win it after just destroying the league, quote-unquote, would, would be wild. That would be mad Well, fun. and not just destroying the league, but it, it really did feel like a big shift like we thought the the Jazz were never gonna come back from this because we thought no. their we thought the Donovan Mitchell Gobert relationship was just broken. We thought there was no repairing team. it. We thought they were gonna blow not blow it up, but get rid of Gobert and try and figure something out because we knew they were talented. They figured it out. They yeah. they patched things up. They hugged. They kissed. Gave each other a pat on the back and a that's nice the team camaraderie and family right there. Like, yeah, and and that's great coaching is really what it is. Yeah, and so. For them to be able to come back from that, be the best team pretty much all year. Yeah, I would like to see them make a run and actually break through because I don't know if they've ever won a champion. I don't think the Jazz have ever won a championship. I don't believe. I don't think so. they have. They've had plenty of good teams to do it. When you look at obviously the Stockton Malone and then those Carlos Boozer, uh, Darren William teams are actually really good. Yeah, and now you got this team that we got here. I would like to see it. It would be a really nice change of pace. But like you mentioned at the very top of the show, this is a brand new field. Yeah, I saw um, a graphic that four teams have never won a championship, obviously being um, the Nets and Phoenix. You look at um, the Nuggets and the Clippers, and I'm guessing the Jazz now too. But I think it was like, with the Mavericks, it was 2011. That was the most recent championship yeah. of the field. And now they're out of it. So now I believe it's like the 80s. 89. Yeah. 89. I think it was the 89 um, Bucks or Hawks. I think it was the Hawks. Okay. I want to say the Hawks. That was the most recent team to win a championship still left in the field. Yeah, so now you got like 89. I think it was like 73, 50-something. And then just... Nobody else. Nobody else. So whoever wins this year, it's a fan base that's been thirsting for this for so. so I long. love it. Yeah, it, I absolutely love it. And it's just something you never get. No, in the NBA too. Like the NBA is very people. There's certain teams that win because it's a desirable location, and they have a culture of winning. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the reason the Lakers were able to rebuild so quick, and that's the exactly. reason the Heat were able to rebuild so quick. And I mean, Dallas has kind of been a weird, odd one, but. They yeah. had Dirk, so they kind of got lucky getting the, Dirk. The thing is with Dallas, their organization with Cuban is just top of the line. Yeah. They're, they're at such a high pedestal when it comes to top-tier organizations. It's dope. So that that's why they were able to do it. And then they thought they got Dirk 2.0 with Porzingis. And, I mean, we're, we're, we're not going to go back to the Mavs talk. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> but just, just know that nugget's there. We, we know. We see it. We hear it. Yeah. I don't want to talk too much about this Milwaukee Buck or this yeah this Milwaukee Brooklyn series because I think that's going to be the best series, maybe of the rest of the playoffs. But Milwaukee has to shoot better than midway through the third quarter. They were shooting seventeen percent from outside of the paint. They got to do better than that. Um, no Harden, you got to take advantage of it. So we'll kind of see the game plan switch. But the Nets are not a good defensive team. You can't make them look like a good defensive team. And the thing is, with Harden going down in the first minute, they obviously played the whole game without Harden. And this game got out of hand. Really quick. And that was due to them shooting 
in the first half, I believe it was, uh, uh, let's see, 21% from three. And they're, three, they're a really good three-point shooting team. This was the best offense in the league this year, which is crazy because the Nets were a historically good offense, and the Bucks scored more. And if you thought 21% from three was bad, the second half, they shot 18. Yeah, so you got to think they're not going to do that again. Yeah, you would hope. Game, that these games are going to be better. You would hope. Uh, but I don't want to, again, harp on that too much because game one kind of just didn't feel real and there will be a switch. Or yeah. you would at least expect one. And it was interesting because you saw when Harden went out of the game, the Nets were shook. Yeah. The Nets were visibly shook. And the Bucks went on a run, too. They and went they had on a, a big lead, and that's with missing OB shots because during that run, yeah. they kept missing threes. And then the Nets just said, okay, he, he's out. But let's do it. Yeah. And they did it. So it, it's going to be interesting. He's out game two. So now that you're able to prepare for that, well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But I expect the Bucks to bounce back. They'll, I think they'll win game two. And we'll, we'll kind of see how the series goes. I think it's going to go seven. I think it's going to be fun. And again, I think it's probably going to be one of the better series we see in the in the rest of the playoffs. Yeah, because it's two powerhouses. Yeah. The two best offenses. Yeah. <laughs> so... Can they stop Giannis? Probably not. <laughs> Certainly not. Uh, moving on from the baseball or the basketball talk, we got Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul an eight round bout in Miami with a bunch of random fights, including Ocho Cinco and some other boxers we'd never heard of. And it was raining. It, Matt it, was they had wet, the stadium slipping and sliding. Stadium was open. The ridiculous. It was. This fight was so boring. Like, we were making it fun watching it and just talking. Yeah. But just what was presented, the best part was Logan coming out with a PSA 10 Charizard chain. And I Which mean, was pretty cool. That <laughs> Floyd coming out with Moneybag Yo, like, I don't know. But the fight went literally exactly as expected. Yeah. I mean, Logan Paul had... 30 pounds on Floyd, and he's like, what, six, seven inches taller? So he's just a bigger guy. And there was a, I think you were telling me about it, it was like $100,000 for every pound. Logan was over 190, Mm -hmm. if he did, in fact, hit over 190. And he came in at 189 and a half. So he he got under the threshold. Good for him. Happy for that. Uh, But it it went exactly as expected. Uh, Floyd didn't really play much offense at all. If there was a scorecard, he would have won probably every round. Yeah. Uh, but this wasn't a scored event. It was just going to be if you got knocked out, you got knocked out. But that was the only way you were going to win this. And um, I don't know if you saw Jake running around on Twitter saying that Floyd's he, he 50 won. and 1 yeah. now. But that's just ridiculous. Uh, we're looking at the stats now. Logan Paul didn't hit more than 15% of his punches in any round during the entire fight. There was people that were saying Logan wasn't going to land a single shot. And I was just like, you're out of your mind. I mean, you're obviously going to do that. Yeah. But he also threw um, <laughs> quite a few punches. Now, I, I want to say those are inflated because there was a time, I think, in the second round where he was just wailing on Floyd. I think he threw probably like it was probably 35 a- punches. And not a single one of them landed because Floyd just had both of his uh, fists up blocking both sides of his head and Logan's just wailing on both sides not landing a single 
punch. It was a really funny clip because it kind of just looked like a backyard fight where it was just like you feel like the momentum and the adrenaline. You're just like, yeah, fight back, fight back, fight back. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is nuts, but he's not doing anything. Yeah, it looked crazy, <laughs> but nothing actually happened. Like, it looked like he was whooping Floyd, but in reality, he didn't land a single shot. Nothing. So, you know, he didn't land really any punches. I, he might have landed, like, 25 total punches. Mm-hmm. He landed two. He landed eight punches in the last three rounds total. So, it, it was not very good. You you gotta love Floyd, even on an exhibition fight. Still playing like Floyd, and just ducking and dodging. And, I mean, you fully <laughs> expected it. The you dude's fully 44 years old. Yeah. Logan is 20 years younger. When Floyd was a star in this sport, Logan wasn't even born yet. So Yeah. It, it's wild. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense that this happened. It we, really doesn't. But it did... Miami had the stars were out. Migos did a full walk around concert for no reason. <laughs> it was just ridiculous. And it didn't deserve the hype that we got it. And yeah. I'm kind of upset about that. Well, if we paid, I would be more upset. But uh we uh <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we we went to Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> we that's that's what the kids will say. Is it true? Find out <laughs> Who's next to time. Say? Right now, next time. Uh, and then we're just going to touch on it real quick. The uh, NCAA softball has been going on. It's been absolutely wild. You have James Madison, which just upsets over everybody. Uh, college women's sports is a really weird thing. Mm-hmm. Just because schools that get the good talent are just better because the disparity in talent is so big yeah. in women's sports in particular just because there's not that many playing. Yeah. Um, that you never see Cinderella's ever in women's sports in, in college. You just don't. So to see uh, James Madison come up with a bunch of upsets, pretty cool stuff. Like, I'm very here for that. Yeah. I, I wasn't able to watch uh, really any of it just because I've been swamped with a bunch of stuff. But shout out Mojo Jojo for <laughs> giving me the, <laughs> the live reactions on Twitter. So shout out. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I've been trying to watch a little bit of it. Yeah, um, I know I watched the Alabama game. Mm-hmm. Uh, UCLA has been f- fantastic for the better part of the decade in softball. I've been able to watch a little bit. They mm-hmm. had maybe the best pitcher or softball player ever in their program. Okay. And they got a perfect game thrown against them by Alabama. And the girl who was the pitcher, it was her birthday. I did see that. So you got so happy birthday. Happy birthday. And what a good gift. She a perfect game in softball is a little ridiculous just because I don't know. Hits come like in bunches in softball. Yeah. In bunches. Cuz like if there's any sort of misplay, it's a hit just cuz the bases are so small. Yeah, that. And and the ball is huge. So it's <laughs> So if you're a good hitter, and then when you're playing <laughs> UCLA coming in was the second ranked team in the country. So yeah, you're not playing a bunch of scrubs. You're playing no, not, not at all. a very seasoned team. Really cool stuff. And then if you're looking at the NCAA men's, uh, there's not a whole lot to talk about yet because we're still in the regionals. But it, just watch Vanderbilt. If you as, haven't, as, as always, if you yeah. haven't done it, watch Vanderbilt specifically this year because they have Jack Leiter, and he is really, really fun. And if you don't know who Jack Leiter is, it's son of MLB great Al Leiter. And he's fantastic. 
So go watch that. Might, might be better than his dad. <laughs> Which is crazy, because I think his dad's in the Hall of Fame now, right? I want to say so. But either way, uh, pretty crazy. Tonight, if you're watching, I think every game is a elimination game. So if there are any games tonight, it is like the the game two of the final. So that just means like the lower ranked team won and that I have to fight to the death. Um, I know my Ducks are playing LSU. They lost yesterday, so they get to play LSU again. Uh, a lot of a lot of Pac-12 teams are in this for today. And this is, I don't know, college baseball and college softball around this time are really, really fun because you don't need to watch up until to, like, get it. Yeah. And it's particularly softball because it's, it's so much more fast-paced. Like, if you want to watch either of these, go watch the, the softball because I think there's like only three games left, so just not a whole lot more time. So go into that, watch it, go root for Oklahoma because they're really, really good. <laughs> um, it's fun. Go do it. Do yourself a favor. Big shout out. Got anything else? So um, I got one more thing, but I want to know what you got for me. I really got nothing. I don't, I don't think we mentioned it earlier, but. This is episode 85, so we're getting closer and closer to that 100th episode milestone. Sheesh. Sheesh. Yeah, that's crazy. 100 episodes is a lot. So, just a big shout out to all the fans. You guys already know what it is. All love. We're excited to keep on going with you guys, and we're, we're going to try to get something cooking for the 100. Not, nothing set in stone yet, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, but before we get out of here. Okay. We got a little game we like to play around these streets, don't we? We do got a little game. All right. It is Name That Athlete. Okay. So we're going to – let me pull up the stats. It is a weekly stat thing, all right? Weekly stat. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So let me – I got to okay. refresh so the we, page. We got a little right. weekly stat. All right. So me, since, May, since May 30th – Okay. So I think it's six or seven games. Okay. Six games. This so bat- it's a baseball. This batter – Okay. This batter. Okay. Is hitting 360 with a 1.288 OPS. Huh? <laughs> 0.84 slugging. With four home runs on nine hits and four walks as well. <sighs> oh my. Who is it? Huh. Name that athlete. <laughs> Well, it's not Mike Trout, obviously. It's not that, Mike that, Trout. That's the only man that sounds like he's been doing that. I know Mike it's got to be some little name guy just coming out of the woodworks. Kind of. This guy's kind done of. it before. He's done it before? He's done it a handful of times, actually. And then you hear his name and you forget about him and then he does it again. You're like, oh, yeah. Do we got a league that you can give me? American or national? I'll give you even better. He has a red jersey. So it's the Reds. Or I don't know. There's a lot of a red, red jerseys. The Red Sox. There's a lot of it's, red jerseys. There is a lot of red red jerseys. Huh. Baseball. Swing ba- bat. See base- ball. <laughs> baseball. Give me a guess. Shot in the dark. Rafael Devers. Rafael Devers. I wonder what his stats are looking like right now. It's I know he's him. he's brawl right now. Not him. I know he's, I think, tied for American League in home runs. I think he has 17. Like, he's just playing ridiculous. Um, no. It is the Reds. Okay, it is the Reds. wasn't meant to be a trick thing, but here it is. Um, uh, hold on, hold on. Oh, hold on. Oh, hold on. Sheesh. 
Um, it's narrowed it down a lot, brother. <laughs> There's only like nine guys you can pick from now. I'm, I'm only giving one. I'm, I'm not gonna. Let's go in your head, yo. No, he's no. he's not been very good this year. Uh, Jesse Winker. Jesse Winker. You're right. Jesse Winker has been going off. So. This is his second game in the month, in like a month time span. He did it in like May. So, yeah. But in the month that he has a three home run game. Sheesh. He did it on Sunday. Yeah. You're right. Jesse Winker hitting 360 with four home runs. Shout out Jesse Winker, man. Big shout out. So I think he has 17 now on the season. Uh, I can look at that real quick. He has 17 home runs in the season, Jeez. and he's hitting 350. There's 70 a lot hits. of people just rocking some home runs right now. Yeah, home runs are. I don't know if they're up, but there's like a lot of guys bundled at the top. Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty nuts. I know you got um Vladdy Jr. You got Devers up there. Tatis. Tatis is up there. Shohei is still up there. Shohei. You got Jesse Winker. There's a lot of guys. Uh, Adul Elise is still going crazy. Acuna. Matt Olson. Matt Olson was a wild one, too, because he started the year awful. Yeah. But that, that's wild. Yeah. So You got three people tied for 17 behind uh, Vladdy. And, I mean, Vladdy's out here leading the league and it, everything. Everything. <laughs> Home runs, RBIs, on-base percentage. Like, it, it's pretty nuts. Yeah. It is crazy what that kid's doing. Hey, once – he's a perfect example of – we're not going to get too analytical in baseball, but launch angle means everything. He's swinging the bat just as well as he did last year, but he got some rise on the ball and stopped hitting ground balls. Yeah. Now they're going out of the park. He's getting base hits. It's the perfect example of why launch angle matters. So love to see it. Love to see it. I think that's it for you guys. Let us know if you guessed Jesse Winker. You probably didn't. Um, and thank you again for stopping by. Make sure you follow us on all the socials at underscore the spectators, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Go look, check out our YouTube if you don't already. We got another vlog coming up relatively soon. Not sure exactly when, but you got another vlog coming up, and there'll probably be more of them coming in the following months so we will keep an eye out on that thank you guys again we'll see you guys next time stay safe everybody peace, peace.